1: Reveille, Revely, dogs. Look at us now, tip to tip. This is our life. This is our passion. That's the spirit we bring to this show. I'm Luke Thomas. I'm Brian Campbell. This is Morning Combat. Live from the Hard Rock Stadium, this is the Mayweather versus Paul post-fight show. Hello, everyone. My name is Luke Thomas. I am joined by my CBS Sports colleague, Brian Campbell. We are here in the... Uh, cafeteria of the art rock <laughs> uh, food court is the professional food way to court. address this food court uh, Mayweather Paul has just ended all right, so we appreciate you guys joining us We're gonna get to all the results that just happened obviously if you don't want spoilers now You got to bounce, but I'm sure you're here to actually not get spoilers But
2: nobody's watching this if they haven't seen it. Okay, let people what, are sensitive the, the hell are we doing here? Let's get into it
1: tons of results tons of analysis first things first if you're watching Please give the video a thumbs up if you are new here welcome. Please subscribe We do a show three times a week live at 11 a.m. in the east on a monday wednesday friday but tons of other stuff and in fact we've been here all week bc getting you ready in versace robes having a lot of fun but let's talk about that mayweather and paul main event so there was no winner we knew that going in there were no judges that was not allowed it went the full distance and in fact bc i think you could pretty well argue that two things one Paul probably exceeded most people's expectations, I'll raise my hand, not to say that I think he's got a future in boxing, I I don't, he's 26 and that's just, uh, the, the train left, but maybe he could keep doing this, that's the first one. The second one was, look man, this was supposed to be, you heard Floyd say it all week, gotta be a lot of fun, we're gonna have fun, we're just having fun, it's all about fun entertainment. Did you have fun? No, it was a
2: spectacle of a week. It was a unique
1: event. You could
2: not really compare it to anything else. And I'm the one telling you, you know, it's got that unpredictable pro wrestling feel in terms of the promotion and the way the rivalries are setting up and we had the gotcha hat moment. And then the fun unfortunately ended when they touched gloves and got in the ring. And that's the unfortunate here. Over eight full rounds. What are your CompuBox stats? 71 combined punches in the end. All this was missing was the fun and entertainment. That in a lot of ways was promised when you match up. When you do a carnival, almost freak show, fun fight like this, you wanted to see what the difference in size would turn out. Floyd, by far the better boxer in here, but I didn't see, outside of maybe shifts in the middle rounds where it looked like he was going for the finish, rounds four or five, I didn't see down the stretch that same energy, that same attitude. And it's because, of course, Logan Paul overachieved. He wasn't a, a, a slob or a mess out there. He wasn't a pro fighter. But the thing about this era of Floyd's career, this is his entertainment era. This is his, I'm not gonna do it serious anymore, but I can still talk up a good fight and bring the people in the building and get you excited. That lack of a boom, when the difference between them was so large, it's hard to just look past that right now.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to like wrap my head around everything we saw, so let's talk, stop, uh, excuse me, we'll start with like why did Logan overachieve? Here are some of the reasons that I can pinpoint BC. First, he did a good job legitimately of underhooking, overhooking, tying up Floyd as best he could. He got framed a little bit away a lot and kind of got hit, but I thought that he was able to, we even talked about it, Not again, not doing the Three Stooges bit, but you're leaning on him, wrapping him up, tight. He,
2: he was responsible in those areas that if he wasn't, he would have been out of there in two rounds. That's you, right. you know, the, the transitions, the, the the basic defense. He also, though, Luke, let's be really honest, stopped being offensive and going for the win
1: fairly early in this fight. Fair enough. And
2: what you had down the stretch were two counterpunchers Daring the other one to go first and dance.
1: Fair enough, but I, I did think later on Floyd walked him down, and, which he did in the Conor uh, bout as well. But let's sort of stick to this one. I thought he did that. I thought he had a ridiculously good chin. Floyd's never been exactly a power puncher, yeah. but um, still, he was getting hit clean and taking all of it. He doesn't look particularly marked up. I was surprised Floyd didn't do a whole lot more body work. That was kind of interesting. But um, between, I think, the, the tying up, um, the good chin that he had, the jab, I guess, for Logan was okay, but I guess I would just say he found ways, uh, both with his, I think, physical preparation, because it does enable you to take some of the shots better, and also some of the in-between spaces you had talked about. It allowed him to preserve that fight and kind of wrestle with Floyd down the stretch so that he could survive. He, it,
2: true, true. And look, there's no official winner. If you ask me, I was scoring unofficially; I had seven rounds to one for Mayweather. Everyone had about the same. The real winner in this is Logan Paul? I mean, he did what he shouldn't have been able to do—come in there and survive. Now you just laid out maybe some of the reasons why. Another one of the big reasons is he was a lot bigger, so there was that threat, and he had enough stamina. Even though in the middle rounds it didn't look like he was going to get there, to again, not 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 lose because of an unforced error. He was never in a position to win it, but he he, he covered his bases enough, Luke, where he's the winner. But is that enough? When you're kind of promised fireworks,
1: the fireworks never happen. No, I think definite moral winner, the ability to survive that way, dude, like, he went, it's an exhibition, and it's weird, and Floyd's been retired for some time, this is just sort of, as he pointed out, the gravy portion of his career, like, yeah, man, if you could go eight rounds, I mean, most people on the street wouldn't last you know, 30 seconds with him if it was a sort of a real encounter, but so, so for, I think that kind of longevity, you know, it's pretty respectable, but like, a couple of things here, it's like, did you walk away feeling like Logan Paul's a great boxer? I certainly did not. I walked away knowing that he was a prepared athlete as best he could be given the circumstances, and had showed some ability um, but uh, to 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 hold his head up high, but like, is he a great boxer? No, of course he's no, not. No,
2: and one thing we said, uh, and I just want to quickly, one thing we said pre-fight, Jake is the guy who's telling you outright I want to be respected as the real fighter. Logan was more about, I'm just happy to be here that I fooled you guys that I did what he called the ultimate finesse job just to get in this fight. So if that's the the barometer we're looking at, win getting the fight, win not getting knocked out in the fight, even though there were moments where he was getting hit to the body, he seemed hurt in round five. You know, he only really went offensively on a splurge to close round one, to Floyd's credits, but the crowd cheering, you know, he was able to block and avoid all of that. So it's like... Okay, it's a, bil- it's a brilliant technical and, and risk management performance by Floyd, but I want to ask you what his responsibility is at 44 in the entertainment era of his career. Yeah. What, uh, straight up, with all he has to protect, all the bragging rights, what were the bragging rights? Reputation, like respect, if Floyd had lost or been hurt in any o- situation. It's to- an all-time meme, right? Yeah. So there, is, there were certain things at stake. But he talks about a bank robbery, a televised bank robbery, right? That this fight was? Uh, it's almost like they put the, the money on the street for him and said, you know, pick it up on your way by. He didn't have to, didn't have to go in there and get it, you know? Uh, overachieving for a bigger guy, yes. But uh, what's the responsibility of Floyd in this spot? When, so,
1: I mean, here, a couple things got to be said. Like, did I think that that was a fun main event? No. I, I thought that was not a... I mean, I didn't think it was a disaster. I just thought it was, ultimately, in the end, kind of a... Boring boxing fight. Not the worst, you know, uh, not some terrible... The, the event itself was sideshow, but, you know, the, the, the there wasn't some kind of train wreck in the main event. There wasn't, you know, a thousand people in the ring. It wasn't somebody parachuting into it, you know, like the Galata fight. Okay, was... but
2: answer my question, though. Okay,
1: You gotta answer the question. Uh, I'm answering, I'm answering. So I didn't think it was all that entertaining. The best fight's gonna be right here, Luke, if you don't get to the point, alright? Okay, about Floyd. Like, I interviewed uh, several boxers after his Connor fight. And understand something, like, the Connor fight was an active pro fight, but it was supposed to be kind of after Floyd's career. He won that convincingly in very entertaining fashion. If you've never seen, our audience has probably seen it, if you're used to it, but if you're new here, if you've never seen the tension in fight, dude, Floyd just absolutely demolished him. Boxers I talked to at that time said they could really notice a difference between how he looked, you know, even in the Berto fight, and then, like, the, the aging was happening pretty quickly. I guess all this is to say, like, Floyd, I thought, did a lot of standing around. His punching power, obviously he was going against a guy who was 190 pounds, it didn't translate. Look, I got a question for you, There's one I just asked you. What is his responsibility in this fight to, to I, do? I thought he could have put a little more effort into it, to be honest with you. Like, I'm not saying he wasn't doing a lot or trying hard. But you know what? Here's the point, and, and they, we, there's a famous sort of a uh, Twitter uh, personality in MMA called Grubaka Hitman, and he was right. Like, dude, the point of this whole thing is you want it to be a little bit weird, a little bit different, but Floyd's got to go in there and kind of deliver. He delivered against Connor. He delivered uh, against Tenshin naskawa And he delivered in the middle rounds here, yeah, but, oh, three but, and but, uh, four maybe,
2: five and six even. But down the stretch of this, and it's because again, Logan's cardio didn't fall apart the same way it did for Connor. Conor's say also, cardio yeah, his fell cardio apart under good. pressure. Logan had the size to to at least again. Not be overwhelmed, but what I think that's the key question we circle back to, and maybe you can tell me this is last time you can say that, BC. <laughs> but what the hell is Floyd's responsibility in here to be the a side to take all this money and come off dude, with it with a safer, less act- active performance okay, than this is some simple. of his biggest mop-ups, dude, In his pre- you know in his active days, dude.
1: This is simple. If you are going to engineer the matchmaking, where it's not a pro contest, it's an exhibition against somebody who is supposed to be wildly overmatched, you are doing that because you feel like changing the equation in such a way allows you to pour on the offense to make it entertaining. That's really what, that's the, that's the trade-off you're making. It's not a traditional fight, but because it's not traditional, you can get a much clearer sense of engineering the outcome. It's still real, but you, you, you set yourself up for success. You have to deliver in one way or the other on that promise. You're asking what his responsibility is. By hook or by crook, you have to reach that threshold. I, I, I don't think that he did that here.
2: And I'm being extra critical on him because of this because we were not promised competition in this fight necessarily, right? That was the hope. The hope was that Logan Paul could land something early, that he could give Floyd something that's hard to overcome, maybe through leaning on him, using that bigger size. Some things that, look, while he did great responsibly, defensively, and surviving, meaning Logan Paul, there was never that transition into offense, okay? So there was never a ton of danger on Floyd outside of the threat of a counterpunch. That's true. So in that regard, when Floyd, when all you're promised is entertainment, We didn't get that entertainment. I thought it was a little bit. You can tell me, look, and this is what I said off the top about pro wrestling. If it was pro wrestling, you could script it. This is a real fight when they touch gloves, and you know we all knew it would be. You can't script it, and you can't script it. But did either of the competitors lose what could have been a potential of turning forward to more business by I don't know, maybe not walking to the ring with the hat with the gotcha hat on, doing you know, doing something, Luke, that would make us come out of here going okay. If it was, you know, not maybe what we thought I, it would listen, be, listen, but i got to see this dude, guy versus this guy next.
1: Can someone credibly make the argument that given the circumstances, given the circumstances, could you have asked for more from Logan Paul? I don't think you can. I, I don't really don't know what that would be. I will give the... You listen,
2: can be extra critical and say, I've been if your only ass- chance to get... I,
1: I've been a complete asshole to both of the Paul brothers. I've dismissed them at every turn. I'll, I'll give him his due today dude. I will give him his due today. Could you really say he could have done more? I don't think that you can. So then where else are you supposed to look at that point?
2: Well, if you're gonna be super critical of Logan, and I'm not sure if it's fully fair, I mean to a certain degree yes, if his best chance or only chance was to go for broke and get a stoppage, then I kind of needed a little bit more offensive maybe, surge than maybe. the end of round one. I feel like that's now, nitpicking Now with that though. said, it's nitpicking because he had a certain amount of gas tank, he's not a professional fighter, and he stretched that gas tank out and he overachieved with it, okay? And again, he never got lit up too badly outside of one shot at a time. It's just hard because you want to spin off of a big event like this, Luke. And we said this may be, we're calling it the Paul Brother bubble at the moment, but the bubble in this case is non-traditional crossover celebrity fights. This isn't the first time it's ever happened, right? We've dug up ones we didn't even know about in the build up to this, you know? And of course it was Ali and Enoki and we've seen all different kinds of, of weird stuff like this. But the reason why we don't see this stuff all the time is because not only do regular fight fans prefer the more traditional type of fights, but that bubble can be burst when the competition goes away. Now luckily in this bubble, the Jake Paul Tyron Woodley fight, that's going to be pretty competitive. I, you know, either guy it Should seems be. like could land a knockout at any point in this one. For these two particular competitors though, not necessarily the whole genre of, of fun crossover fights, but for these two competitors, Did you come out of this fight wanting to see either fight again? And that's really what I'm talking about in a fight that was built up for entertainment purposes.
1: Yeah, I mean, a couple of things. Number one, I'm not the target audience for this. Everyone knows that. I'm not the guy who's ever like, Oh, I think these are awesome. Um, So, in many ways, I'm the wrong person to ask that. I, I do think a couple of things though. One, I think Logan Paul probably could turn in another one of these. I don't know who exactly they could pick, but I'm sure they could find someone suitable. And would people watch, depending on the the right matchmaking? I think you could. And certainly for Floyd as well. It would be very foolish to underestimate Floyd's ability to be a a, a draw at the box office, even after maybe, um, from an entertainment standpoint, a bit of a disappointing result. But I will say that I think that Floyd miscalculated power against a guy that big. I mean, I do think Logan Paul has a good chin, but I also feel like, dude, you know, there was what a forty-pound weight difference in there, give or take, something like that, thirty-five or something. It the he he hit him clean, he hit and him clean. It he didn't. didn't translate like it usually does, and I think the size. So let, let's for just sure put it like this. Let's
2: just put it like this to be fair to Floyd. You know, and he said it as much in the post-fight interview. He was surprised. He thought this guy would crumble a lot easier, whether it was probably fatigue or whether it was just taking a flush big punch. To Logan's credit, he didn't in that regard. So that, that's, that's, a, that's a big part of your, your storyline and analysis there. Um, I didn't get the picture, though, from the post-fight interview that maybe Floyd wants to keep doing this. May, you know, like, could, could he, I mean, if he, if he was gonna fight Conor McGregor and it's massive business, if they were gonna somehow, you know, get Jake Paul involved again, you'd need a storyline to, to light it, and we had it, and it feels like it's gone. But uh, I don't even know if Floyd would want to anymore, just based on, on hearing him. Look, he's a guy who is, was perfect. Because he's so, you know, he managed everything to such damn perfection, meticulous in every category. Meticulous enough, Luke, to know in there tonight that maybe it wasn't as easy as he expected it to be. And maybe it won't be again. And you could end up, you know, finding out that Father Time's unbeaten record is, is, is always going to trump anybody else with an unbeaten record. Right? In the mm-hmm. game, in this, in this boxing poker game I'm here. Sweating
1: like an absolute... M- mongrel up here. Um, Can I have so, a napkin from someone? So you know, look, let's talk about that because the rain—it rained and it it, uh, <laughs> it fried my laptop.
2: So it's been a tough night. BC it, was
1: supposed to do a write-up and he couldn't because his whole laptop just went uh, kaput. So I'm sorry about that, but work will pay. It is hot as balls up here. Good thing these lights aren't a uh, thousand degrees Kelvin. Um, Jesus Christ, I can't even see. All right, we don't have to bring. You don't have to bring him into it. Okay, help, help me, Jesus. Um, all right, uh, BC, you're talking about the weather there. I don't think that was a factor by the time the main event happened. I was worried about it. We got lucky in the Jarrett Hurt fight, which we'll get to in just a second. But it pushed us all out, and then the crowd didn't show up. To, I mean, we knew they were going to show up to the last because they were all behind us here, getting drunk, and uh, COVID, <laughs> and. Uh, I had to dig that one in. I had to. It was that We, we got had- the full taste of South Florida, though. We got the full Listen, taste behind I, us. I right? tease Florida. We've, they've been nothing but kind to us. I w- Outside here.
2: But they weren't that kind to us when we were setting up before. But that's no, another they weren't, But I w- well.
1: I'm just saying for Florida, I'll happily come back. It was it actually had a really good time. But I was worried about it. The, it, the, the mat did get slick. But... I, I didn't see any remnant of that by the time the main event happened, or yeah. even frankly the Batu so, Jack
2: fight. Let's be honest, and we got lucky here. And I know there was there was issues with with you know getting the pay per view, and there was some issues with the stream, and and I hope that was all figured out by the main event. But the rain was a uh, was a shocker. The, you can get sideways rain, you can sure. get a slick surface. I think it might be rain. Is your body
1: overheating right now, Luke? I am. I'm having hot flashes. <laughs> okay.
2: Manopause kicking in here for I'm Luke having, Thomas. I'm but, having uh, manopause. All in all, in what could have been a disaster. They pulled it off. They pulled it off, Luke. You know, say what you will about uh, that. Um, did they pull it off? Is that a thing that they did? I'm not sure that they did. They pull off. A, they pulled off a fight. It wasn't a fight. It was. They a pulled. Fight.
1: Yes, they did that. That that much. I, I I would love to have seen somewhere on the audience satisfaction level because it's funny. Uh, we should talk about some of the other fights on the card. I thought Chad Ochocinco. He did get dropped, uh, but he overdelivered based on what we had heard here on the on the ground. And then, I'll say this, the Jared Hurd up, uh, upset was upsetting to me because he's from the D.C. area. You know, I, you throw
2: that around as if
1: everybody's from the D.C. area and they,
2: and they go, oh, that guy's from D.C. too? That's great, man.
1: Yeah, I don't care that people don't. I want people to know where I'm from. Okay, but they, they, don't, they don't care, though. Listen, if Jesus and Mero get to tell everyone that they're from the Bronx, and they're more popular than me, I understand, by orders of magnitude, but I get to do the same thing. Point being is this. Dude, Luis Arias... I thought had the performance of the card. You want to give out out performance bonuses? You start with that guy, do you not? You do. And look,
2: this was a, in some ways he said it himself at the the press conference on Friday, like kind of a must-win situation for him. He'd stepped up to higher levels in the past and lost. But I think the reunion with Mayweather Promotions and the Mayweather Gym and Floyd himself really turned out to be a turnaround for Luis. He had gone back to the Mayweather Gym, he told us on Morning Combat on Friday, just to kind of put in work as a sparring partner, rekindled the relationship. And then got back in there, got to sparring Floyd again, got to you know mm. really taking his career seriously. He went after Jared Hurd, and he got hurt, and he got countered. Yet he was the more aggressive, the more daring, the more enduring fighter in this. It's not that this was a bad performance from Jared Hurd. In fact, afterwards he thought, you know, he said, "I thought I won," you know. But it's yeah, it's no. it's a wrong direction turn for Hurd, and I think it's more about what Arius did than what Hurd didn't do, or what the judges missed, or in any circumstance. This was the most confident. He's still unpredictable. He's still a little unorthodox, but aggressive and consistent. Luis Arias I've ever seen.
1: Yeah, I think also it's worth pointing out Arias had a chip on his shoulder all week long. Yes. They wanted the fight at 154, it was supposed to be, and then because later on Hurt said he couldn't make the weight, they pushed it up to closer to 160. And we had pizza Gate. Pizza Pizzagate. Gate. The whole well, a different kind of Pizza Gate, uh, not the one <laughs> oh from yeah, please. DC. Okay. <laughs> wow. Uh, gotcha, wow. gotcha, bitch. Wow. Gotcha. But in all seriousness, uh, so he was really upset about that, and he and also like he had also leveled up to, to higher-ranked uh, opponents, and then just fallen short a few times. This was a massive win for his career. B- biggest one he's ever had to date. And honestly, dude, when it came down to it, I did not see enough urgency from Jarrett Heard at all. In the end, Luis Arias just wanted it more. Sometimes yes, they did. talk about it in, uh, in competitive amateur wrestling. Two guys can be more or less equally skilled. Who wants it more? There can be no denying Luis Arias simply wanted it more by virtue of the way in which he was competing. And Arias also had to overcome the low blows, and that's when it was raining. And, and the he slick, got slick. Cake are A they're
2: lot they're of poor. slickness. So, look, that, that, that changes something. But we had said coming in about Hurd, he was the favorite, but he wasn't a monumental favorite. In fact, it started to look like Hurd at you know. Uh, he was it, p- minus 1,400. But he was a value bet. In, in, in some cases in that regard. Um, you know he was caught between two styles coming into this fight. He had been the straight-ahead mauler, brawler. He tried to box under K Karoma against Chia Santana uh, on Showtime in his comeback fight. We asked what he would be here. Luke, I thought to get the very best out of him, he needs to be that train that's running downhill and just taking you out. The problem, and you kept pointing it out as we were watching this fight together, was he was far too open for counter shots. And he became not a punching bag, but taking more damage then someone in his spot in this matchup you would have thought right. should have should have taken
1: the, you go back to the Lara fight that, that the guy like Jared Hurd had, and um, if you've never seen it, it's on YouTube. It's just a spectacular fight. You really, fight to yourso- you really owe it to yourself to go. You look at fights like that, and the Lara fight's not merely the best example of this, but even in that one where you have a guy who, when Lara fought Canelo, who I understand is a very different kind of fighter, but when he fought him, he was sticking and moving the whole time, and he was doing that in that fight too, but it was a lot more infighting. But you watch Jared Hurd and he had a phenomenal victory there. He takes a lot of abuse, man. He, those right hands from Arias were landing over and over. And maybe he feels like he can take them, but the body shots when they're when they're all in tight like that. Dude, even if he can get back on the horse and, you know, losing your father to COVID during this whole pandemic, moving out to Houston and changing things up, I I, I I feel like he's still sorting out his life a little bit. You know, with the weight class, maybe he wasn't as much of a professional as he could have, been. I don't know. I'm just saying it's something to think about. But the reality is, dude, even if he gets back on the horse, it looks like this new style is not translating. Okay, well, you know, you could go back to what you're doing. But but I don't
2: think he tried the new style. This wasn't, he didn't try, the, he didn't try to outbox Arias. He <laughs> went in the much, trenches with not much. And by yeah. the way, let's say yeah, this. That's right, it made much. for the fight of the night. It was a hell oh, was of awesome a fight. fight. It, it was a awesome war fight. of attrition. Her
1: did have his moments. It's just in the end, they were relatively, for tonight anyway, they were relatively equal-ish boxers. But Arias just absolutely relentless with the pursuit of the fight, pressing Hurd into the ropes consistently throughout. I was actually really kind of happy for him and very, very, very impressed I don't by his hunger and demeanor. I don't
2: think we need a rematch. It became sort of a narrative that, that was asked in the post-fight interview. Yes, it was a split decision. Yes, Hurd thought maybe he could have gotten a more favorable scorecards. I thought I felt like I know who won that fight. And sometimes, you, you know, sometimes do you want to see that again at 154 this time it was at middleweight?
1: Maybe. I don't think that's the worst call in the world. But I I will say this. For a guy like Jared Hurd who wanted the J-Rock rematch, which he told us at the Versace Mansion, dude, you're further away from that as you've ever been. Maybe since the night of the fight itself. like uh, That was a bad loss for Jared Hurd. Very, very... uh, um it's a setback for him. But, again, that's the boxing game. It's kind of zero-sum. And in this case, Luis Arias rockets to the highest level yeah. his career has ever been, and good for that guy because he earned it, no let's doubt about that it. let not
2: gloss over Chad Johnson. You brought it up quick. But it did open the, the pay-per-view broadcast, and it was uh, four two-minute rounds, no judges, fine. exhibition fight. You know what? I mean, that's a roller coaster performance, but I'm going to take my head off to Chad Johnson. Sure. I have more, let's say, negative things to say about how Brian Maxwell fought overall. Didn't push the pace. Didn't seem to have a ton of a gas tank. I know he didn't have a great experience. He was 0-3 in bare-knuckle fights, 0-1 in professional boxing. But you and I sort of said, look from the interviews from sort of gauging you can't just cross over the same easy, right? I didn't think Maxwell, especially when he finally got to Chad Johnson in round four and dropped him and had him wobbling and seemed like if you just go on there and just jab him, he's gonna go down, didn't have the urgency down the stretch. So there's no winner. I did have it the first three rounds 10-9 for Johnson And the last one, 10-8 for Maxwell, and I thought he gave the fight away. I thought Mm. he gave almost every round away. Mm. But I'll tell you this. Part of that, at least, was Chad Johnson. It was a southpaw southpaw battle. But, you know, from years of training, he was upright. He wasn't irresponsible. Not enough head movement. It would catch him. If he ever wanted to do this again, it would probably, you know, catch up with him. But you have to be impressed. He stepped into that moment. He was the guy getting off first. He was the guy circling around. I I don't think it was an embarrassing performance. It was was sloppy. It was sloppy to agree, but... You know, he finished that fight, and if that was what he needed at this point in his life at age 43, then he's a winner tonight. There's no question I about think, it.
1: I think you can say a couple things about that. Number one, the worst case scenario would have been a Nate Robinson scenario. He got knocked down. That People might remember that, but I, not. it wasn't especially like uh, revealing about his inadequacies or something. Okay, uh, we have to uh, give you guys a heads up here, just so you know, if you want to switch over, you certainly may, of course. The post-fight press conference with Floyd Mayweather has already begun. Did we put the link for it in the description box? Do you know? We should have. Yeah, I believe that we did. So if you want to go to the uh, Show Sports uh, YouTube account, the post-fight presser for Mayweather versus Paul has begun.
2: And if you come back, I'll still be asking
1: whether it was Floyd's responsibility (laughs) or not to to Luke. Yeah, that's fair. But for Chad Johnson... um, I thought he actually looked pretty good for the most part. He was landing some nice jabs. He had a couple of counters. There was that one moment, I think, in the second or third where they were just exchanging. I thought one of them for sure was going to get clipped, but they didn't. So in the end, you know, Brian Maxwell got a moment of redemption with that nice overhand right. And uh, Chad Johnson, I think, overall, definitely exceeding some of our expectations for sure, given what we had heard. Uh, And I also don't think he has – he kind of joked, oh, I'm ready for McGregor. I actually don't think he has any designs on doing this again. I don't
2: think he does it again, but I think that this was – all things considered, kind of perfect for him because he got—you yeah. know—he had some adversity and he got through it.
1: Can definitely hold and, his head
2: high, And look, for we sure. didn't know a ton about Maxwell coming in, and I don't want to kill the guy because afterwards you saw the joy in the post-fight interview for him saying, now the world knows who I am. Now the world saw a guy who had an NFL player on the on the on the road. He was just a and, and little and just too I
1: even I even brought it up with him. He was a little too deferential to Ocho Cinco. You know what I mean? Like he the, before the 4th round, he was trying to dap him up and you know, they were talking to each other and he it just seemed like he had a little bit of Pat Barry Mirko Krokop in him. He didn't really want to go for the kill, especially after do not I thought he was going to go and just unload on the guy, but um, you know, in the end I think both guys can take something from that. Hey, I knocked Ocho Cinco down, and Ocho Cinco can say, hey, I went the full distance with somebody, and blah, blah, blah. You
2: were kind of the Pat Berry to my rose in the gym today when we worked out for MK Doc cameras.
1: I, I said you are the best MF forever. Yeah. I did say <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, damn
2: right. You know, Rose and I are also both Lithuanian, so, they, you know, it's where champions are made. What's Lithuania. the capital of Lithuania?
1: Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> back,
2: back to the nature at hand. Very quickly,
1: uh, very quickly Badu Jack had a yes. fight against a late replacing, I forget the guy's first name even, uh, last name Kalina, from Dur- the, Durvin Kolina. Dervin Kolina. Dervin Kolina. You know, that fight was a bit of a it mess. It was what it um, was. Last minute. Sean w- Pascal popped for a gazillion steroids. So they had to get a last minute guy. Badu Jack doing Badu Jack things. I thought he looked fine for the most part. Got him out of there pretty quickly. The other guy pretty quickly realized he didn't have anything well, he, for Badu Jack. And you so know, you can that.
2: only get so many people on last minute. He's from, uh, I believe he's from, he's from Venezuela originally. Fights out of Colombia. He was unbeaten, but had never fought out of South America. Got stopped. It is what it is. But one key thing. Badou Jack is 37. And it's not the same guy anymore. But he's, but he's still certainly a, a, a credible out. Uh, he's already won titles in two divisions. Announced he thinks cruiserweight is the direction for him next to so try to get a third title in a third division. We'll see what happens, Luke. So, Luke. You know, he's still a name. He's still a very credible boxer. Let's see if moving up in weight can, you know, sometimes when the speed slows down, you go up in weight. See if he can outbox us I'm guys.
1: seeing a question online. I'll pitch it to you. See what you think about this as we get back to the main event here. Uh, I'm talking about Mayweather versus Paul. Someone keeps asking, I see it all over my timeline, it's, it's worth asking, people are saying, how much longer can this kind of celebrity boxing yes, thing go great on? great question, great question. After Not Like Tonight, which, again, not some kind of calamity, but, you know, it wasn't raucous uh, entertainment, um, what's your answer to that? How much longer uh, can it go on? In, so, th-
2: we talk about the bubble. The key, and I've been sending this to you over text, and you're like, I don't care, I don't care. But the key to sustaining this bubble is competition and, and delivering upon entertainment, right? And that's why, if this was, in some ways, for some people, because of the reach, because you had two, this is, you know, you had two monumental sides, and then Logan Paul and Floyd in separate areas of the pop culture realm. So for some people, Luke, who weren't watching the last couple Logan Paul fights or KSI against, you know, whatever or Jake Paul or whatever, this may be the first time they tried this type of fight. Did it win him over? It's interesting, you know, in that regard, in terms of, you know, the, the hunger to see both moving forward. You, does this kill it? No. Could Woodley and Jake Paul put on just a trash talk filled back and forth war and we find out the answers we're looking to find. What does Woodley have left? Is Jake Paul, can we take him for mm-hmm. real? Is he getting closer to that? That could certainly bring you back, but this isn't the type, uh, it didn't play out. What, what's fitting for this genre and what is this joke? That's right, yeah. It, Dude, that was, it, that was, it, if, that was,
1: if that was a normal boxing fight, which you realize because the height and the weight it wasn't, you would probably have a, you know, a, 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 it was okay for what it was. You would be, you know, sometimes boxing's great, sometimes it's not, sometimes it's right in the middle. But if you that was a normal boxing fight with normal expectations, you'd be whatever. And it's the, a, it was that the promise of entertainment. And that's why that's I, the issue.
2: I keep harping on, on that question about what was Floyd's responsibility. And not to just bury fly. I know people want to say it. BCO, you, you never, you're like Larry Merchant, you never give him a fair shake. You did to give him a fair shake in the, in the Versace robes on. Thursday either. Did I really not? You can go back and and watch that for yourself. But what I'm asking for is, are we asking too much of a guy, Luke, who has been so perfectly calculated in everything he's done, including set up his matches in the second half of his career when he was boxing's biggest star by far. Are we asking too much of him to go out of his way to finish a guy that much bigger in a fight where Really, he can only lose. One thing Floyd said in the locker room beforehand, when he talked to Diaz and he's like, I can't win, right? They're all gonna be, if I finish it too early, I can't win. If we go too long, I can't win. I'll say that. You're, you're damn right. But membership has its privileges, and the privileges are the huge, you know, checks that Floyd's been able to cash in by creating these big events and drawing eyes in. And I know sometimes people, you know, would say, oh, he's a boring fighter and whatever. And us hardcore boxing guys would defend that in a lot of ways. You know, I would never defend F- the, F- Floyd's way of winning a fight when he has to, especially when he was aiming to be- to retire unbeaten.
0: Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master new skill. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash rs10 today.
2: It's within the competitive scale. I've always said it. You want to play basketball, you want to hold the ball and run off the shot clock. It's a style that can work but this ain't that part of his career anymore. So right. are we asking too much of a guy who didn't take those chances? We've never really had to see him rally and come from behind, you know? He had a couple of fights that went to well, he wasn't to the-
1: rallying here.
2: No, so are we asking him too much when it's either knockout or we're gonna be upset with you, to
1: go for the knockout in a potentially dangerous spot. I just didn't see He that. did walk Logan down for the latter third, or maybe even half of that fight. So like, he not
2: not late though. Not, 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 not as rounds.
1: late. But also again, Logan was tying him up, I and mean, you gotta give the guy credit, man. You really do, so I'll give him that. But you're right, like, again, this is the thing. It's like, how many times did you have a Floyd Mayweather fight where it was very defensive, and it didn't necessarily deliver on like, oh my, you know, it wasn't, uh, I mean, who's the most action-oriented boxer you can think of, right? It's not. Arturo Gotti. wasn't. It wasn't Gotti, okay? But you know. Again, Again, Floyd was having to deal with incredibly precise, high-level fighters. If but the, Floyd's
2: also a counterpuncher, and Logan a counter-puncher, didn't try to after. Fight and Fair, so fair it, enough.
1: It, fair enough. I'm just pointing out, I think Floyd got up. I mean, I don't know. We haven't talked to him. I wonder if he got a slight wake-up call. Not so much about, you know, does Logan Paul have a future in boxing, but about his own... He did. About um, his own, uh, not going to say mortality, but... Age so he, they he, he, <laughs> he retired from boxing for a reason yes, and he, he absolutely had no problem with conor mcgregor and he utterly demolished tension Nasukawa. he Struggled is a strong word, but he had to work a lot more than he thought he did
2: and think about it He's a master of controlling all the details because he's so in control of all the details, right? he knows now that that it's just—it's just the—it's just, the, the, just not there what it was. The that's why pop, he right? humbly said, "I'm not 21 anymore," and I'll give him that respect. If that is the wake-up call he needs to to maybe not do it anymore, Luke, then that's one thing. Now, well, I want to ask you about the, the as we move forward, marketing-wise, you know, business-wise, would there be an appetite for Floyd and Connor two after this without an incident? Just from the specter of, yeah. of Connor could yeah. press him more, he could bring out Floyd more.
1: Honestly, I think. With would the state that Floyd again, I want to be clear about this, Floyd was the heaviest he's ever been. You know, he's been retired for some time now, so you got gotta get him on a curve. But based on the way he looked tonight, even if Connor loses to Dustin, how could you not argue that it would be more competitive than the first one? Maybe you don't think the outcome would be different, but it wouldn't be more competitive? I I I, I struggle to believe that, quite quite honestly. Uh so I think that there probably would be a market for it. The question is, you know, the first one was what, four half, four point five, four point six mil. The question is, how much less would it be than that, um, and under what rule set would they have an exhibition for a second one? Would Conor versus Floyd two do that? I, I, that's not out the realm possibility either, quite honestly. I am
2: glad that this was an exhibition. I think, you know, if we're gonna, if this is gonna continue, you know, from even the Mike Tyson and Roy Jones type, which was an exhibition, they got to be exhibitions. It's just a different time in fighters'
1: careers. I yes. mean, what
2: was Liddell? Uh, T Ortiz three? That was a real fight, right? That was that
1: was a that went on the records. Yes. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, like a, a fight like that shouldn't as well, I think. And then you know this. But one also, like,
1: it's amazing. Like it, it makes me think about Pacquiao. He's two years less old than Floyd. He's got a big fight coming up against Errol Spence. Spence should win that. We, we all said that Pacquiao is
2: I, right, for 42. Okay, Spence should be favored. But let's, favored, not, favored. let's favored. not talk okay, many. Favored fa- is yeah.
1: what I say. Favored. Uh, that's a better way to put it. But also, makes me wonder. Like Floyd, two years ago, right in twenty nineteen. We all thought probably was, you know, after the, NASCAR was in 2018. That wasn't long after Floyd was in pretty good shape. You know, we'll see what the next two years look like for, for Pacquiao. Maybe this is the window where these guys, even if they can go past 40, you know, there's only a small window you can go past 40 I where, still where f- that, the decline begins to creep in pretty quick. Just tell me what it would have felt like.
2: And I know, you, I know you don't want to go down this road, okay? But tell me what it would have felt like if Floyd knocked him out cold, took out the hat, or at least a replica of it, put it over Logan's head as he was knocked out, and then grabbed the microphone and was like, "What, what you got, Jake? Bitch, what you got your hoe ass, bitch? Your old, you old bitch, your
1: old bitch. Okay, now we'd be talking about Floyd Jake, right? Jake was there. Jake was there in the audience. Really makes you sad that there's no one playing the knockout game anymore, just running up and <laughs> and, st- and stealing not, on not, him. Not fair. Uh, you wouldn't want that because then the fight would fall down. But we don't want that. Uh, anyway, that's it, man. I don't have much else to say. That was okay, I guess. You know, sort they, of. They, not really. They, they rolled the dice. W- was I for
2: rolling the dice? Yeah. Let's have a fun event. Yeah. Okay.
1: We had an event. Did you have fun?
2: We had an event. All
1: right.
2: <laughs> we had an event tonight. My laptop got fried. <laughs> You're a sweaty mess. We had an event, I, right? I'm
1: just, uh, I'm just sweating like a, we got uh, to meet, a prostitute. Bro, in church. We got
2: to meet many Florida men, though, behind us tonight. Many.
1: I Are they still here? They're still here, oh, bro. I think that meeting was brought to you by COVID-19. <laughs> wow. <I mean>. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Uh, also, we saw the great coach and trainer, and generally weird person. Uh, we love him, but Eric Albarozine, he yeah, was he's, here. He's, a, he's he's been DMing. Well, this is a true story. This is the coach of the Pipple Brothers and a bunch of the people. He's been DMing. Sahudo, the Cejudo, yeah, the happy mm-hmm. Sahudo. He's been DMing BC and Instagram all night. Just Video, just drunken videos videos. drunkenly rambling.
2: And and what he's what he's <laughs> rambling for is this: We had AJ McKee on the on the Mayweather-Paul weigh-in show on Saturday. And they're hyping what what's the fight's gonna happen, right? So for the featherweight Grand Prix and the championship, the million bucks against Pitbull, and you know, Coach Eric was a little upset, Luke, that we didn't give Pitbull that kind of same time, brother. So he went after our staff. He yeah. went. He went after. What did them. he do, uh, Manich? Manich, would you call that harassment or fun harassment? Fun harassment.
1: Yes. I told him. I told him we didn't make the call. Like I don't tell Bellator who to bring here.
2: I love that he thinks you and I had, I the, had the pull that <laughs> yeah. we could that we could say like you know hey Steven Espinoza we're gonna need to work Coach Al into the broadcast.
1: It's tonight. like it's like dude we are two losers that they just let give our stupid opinions that very few people care about like we don't have the pull to get Pitbull over here so. Yeah. All right,
2: I don't think Logan Paul ever fights again. How about that Ooh. for hot? Let's close it with some hot takes, brother. Oh, that is All a right?
1: hot, I like I like that take. I like that take. I think that's an interesting take. Because
2: that's the best win he could have had, right? He's peaked. Dude, he won tonight. And I'm not saying that to, like, give him certain, like, overpraise. You give him enough praise. But he won the fight in terms of the story and whatever moral victory. People didn't pay for that moral victory. I just want you to know that. But he did win that, Right, Luke, okay? right, right.
1: Okay. All right, well. Give me another hot take. Give me one more, Luke, okay? Um, what's another hot take? Florida's great. <laughs> I had a good time in Florida. Florida's hot as Did you have a balls. good time in Florida? Did you have a good time? You? Yeah, it's not so bad, right? Well, I mean, there's part of it anyway. Up, you know, north. I've been to Pensacola. I mean, woo, don't go there. But, wow. Uh, wow. okay, Miami's nice. Miami's nice. I like Miami. Boy, the Latinos Gee, I, I, in Miami are... Just Every time our producer serve. Matt just takes off in the middle of our show, <laughs> Bill different
2: hashtag. You know, I always think he's he's we're, we'll lose our job at the end of that. You know? Yeah, like, oh, like, we'll get, he's, like dude, he's running off to we to, are to grab the fire extinguisher <laughs> and just hose the set down. Be like, you guys are done. You guys are done. I, okay? I can see
1: in the distance is actually the guy from the Apollo with the hook. He's coming yes, to just get yes, us off. Yes,
2: If you want more from us, we'll be going on to a CBS Sports HQ. You HBO know what? I
1: love that fight tonight. Yes. Yes. entertaining. That's what that. Please don't fire me. That's what that was. Okay. All right. Uh, look, don't do
2: it. Don't. I told you so. Don't, don't freaking do it. Don't, don't look in that camera and say I told you so. You didn't say
1: shit, you old bitch. Yeah, why, what's, the, what's up with the hostility? I am on Prednisone bro, well, Why don't you give more right? people poison ivy? I've
2: got poison swamp neck, okay, <laughs> all right? Thank you. See, people want to know about the curse of the robe. Dude. they said, they said, look. Yeah, the robe they said, was look, cursed BC, for sure. BC got a gross rash, right? Yeah. Okay, they say, what happened next? What happened next? Um, Luke's gallbladder almost, oh, that already happened. Yeah, yeah I already yeah, fixed yeah, yeah. that part. Okay, and then I'm what happened next? Maybe the fight didn't
1: live up to expectations. Huh? It rained. We can't hear you. Your flight got my flight got canceled? Oh, there's the curse. Wait, so that's it's... a real thing that just happened? Yeah,
2: to so Luke's flight tomorrow oh. got canceled. What time to get rebooked?
1: Like 40, 30 minutes later. Okay. okay.
2: Okay. Um, my neck, my back, my
1: <laughs> <and> my crack. my <laughs> crack. <laughs> Dude, you know what's entertaining yeah. you know what's entertaining this motherfucking yeah. show this motherfucking take show is entertaining take that
2: we live in bro yeah right
1: suck a d up yeah. until you hit up
2: bitch Batch, please don't yeah. fire me
1: showtime i like my paychecks yeah. um I'm done. You want to call it a day? Yeah. I'm All right. That's, uh, we want to thank everyone for watching. This was a very short post-fight show. We are done here in Miami. My flight's been canceled, but i am somehow find a way to get home, whether I have to panhandle or not. That's Brian Campbell from CBS Sports. You can follow us. You see everywhere there. We appreciate everyone who stuck around for us. And, uh, yeah. Oh, and by the way, we did hear about the streams. Obviously, we don't have any control over that. We're really sorry to hear what happened. So I hope everyone who had an issue can get resolved. It was the robe. It was because we wore the robe. Probably. One more reminder, the post-fight press conference at the Show Sports YouTube channel, it is still going on. If you want to go check that out, please go do that now. That is it for MK. For Brian Campbell, Luke Thomas, everyone here, great staff here. Round of applause for the staff, BC. They did a phenomenal job, phenomenal job, setting us up. No issues all week. We really appreciate you guys. So until next time, no MK tomorrow. We'll be back on on Wednesday. May all of your gains be loyal.